Let's welcome in the team here for the first hour and always joining me for the first hour here on Winners. And uh, we'll start off with Mickey Gannon, who dominated the early part of Saturday morning on the Sydney set. G'day, Mickey. Good morning to you. Good morning, G. Morning, Bakes. And uh, G-Man, don't forget, mate, Sandown tonight, we've got our, our dog going around, Hector Frawley. So you've, you've mentioned some of the some of the great races today, but uh, I can't wait to get stuck into that Sandown Park meeting, Bakes. How are you? And there's some terrific harness racing as well tonight as well. And Bakes, morning to you. I was just going through my social media feeds, as I always do on a Saturday morning, because everyone Here is addicted to social media. And I was just flicking through Instagram and I saw that Prince William was voted the most sexiest bald man in the world. <laughs> and I thought to myself, geez, my mate Brett Baker would have had to make top 10. Didn't even feature in the mate, top 10. Mate, they clearly didn't get out to Australia no. this year to have a look. There's a lot of good-looking bald men around. But, uh, yeah, I was a bit disappointed with that. A bit uh, a bit flattened, really. But I anyway, do a top 10 racing. Top what are you doing? Racing, gee, we yeah. have Richo. We've got Pitbull yeah. um, and Bakes. Yeah, you've just you just read my mind. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. I see that Coldplay's arrived in Perth as well. It would have been great to be there. Um, my favourite band, but that's just I just saw him on the sunrise there, just completely going off the beaten track. But the top ten, or maybe the top five sexiest sexiest men in racing that are uh, that are bull. Um, Richo would have to be up there. We'll be there next year. Yeah, I think so. I think Bates would have to be up there. Let us know, 0499736736. We'll start with this Caulfield meeting today and the Makita XGT experience professional cordless power without limits. A track update there at Caulfield. Um, Windy conditions, overcast conditions at the moment this morning at Caulfield, but the rail is in the true. We've got a good four surface. I think every horse should get their opportunity today. Um, no rain around. They might get an upgrade a little later on, uh, but it should be a perfect surface. You would imagine there, Mickey Gannon, at the Heath this afternoon. Yeah, should be no excuses for any runners, obviously, from those starts at the 1,400 metres, G. Uh, inside um, barriers are generally an advantage there, just the way that the, that the track shape is. And, well, you know, from that sprint starting point, uh, all runners will get their chance, mate. Also racing at Morpherville, um, Newcastle, as I mentioned, Sunshine Coast. So those are the meetings that we'll preview towards the second hour here uh, on winners um, on this Saturday morning. But let's start with the Caulfield meeting. And we'll start off with the feature event, the 1,000 guineas. Gehur Volante at 4.20 with Pickle Betts, the favourite. It's a, a wonderful debate, this race, because some say that Gehur Volante is a good thing. Others say that Skybird won't be beaten today. She's at 4.60. Jolly Star's been the market mover for J-Mac and Chris Waller into $4.80. Kamachi into $8. Arctic Glamour at $11. Zurion, I was just listening to Benny Gleason on racing.com yesterday. He believes this is the forgotten horse. And she's at $13. Quick Star at 16 And then Vibrant Sun at $21. We'll start off with you, Mickey Gannon. Who wins this year's Sweeps 1,000 guineas? Yeah, don't know about the forgotten horse, but I think the uh, horse wearing the same colours might be the one that we haven't heard much about. Jolly Star, Barrier One, sits there in a really good position over the mile with J-Mac aboard. So I think as a galloper, it's going to be very hard to beat. I think Karina Queen is a horse that'll be, um, you know, you want to throw in your exotics, but, you know, Corval on PG, maps an absolute treat. Blake Sheen aboard. I'm keen on its chances. I'm happy to oppose Skybird here over the mile. Might be a little bit slow out again. And if that's the case, it's going to be probably uh, end up, what, three or four pairs back to fence. And I don't think that's ideal at all. All right, lads, loving it. Can you hear me now? 
Oh, is it better? Loud and clear. Adam, Adam, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. morning. Welcome back to Winners Gareth Hall with you on this Saturday morning. It's great to be with you. Fitters are fiddled today as well. To be sure, to be sure, is at five dollars fifty. Said some good backing, but the Kiwis here, Mister Mojo Rising for the informed Jamie Carr and Andrew Forsman's the three fifty favourite bakes. Who wins the third? Uh, Mr. Mojo Rising for me. Uh, I, I just like the way he maps. I uh, like the way the horse is going. I know he's only come out of a class one, but I just think it's a really nice race for him today. <gasps> Gee whiz, this is getting boring now, Bakes. Mr. Mojo Rising clearly on top of mine. <laughs> Mate, who's copying who now? Come on. Yeah, well, that's it. Now we're trying to span the works, haven't we, G? Look, this yeah. horse is just on the up and out now. 1,600 metres, ideal. Jamie Carr in form, and this is a very low race, G. All right, then. Mr. So, Mojo Rising. Yeah, Mr. Mojo Rising to win. Looking forward to this race. Soltair's been so unlucky, but gets a tough, tough gate here once again. 310, you've got commemorative at 350. She probably hasn't lived up to her boom after such an impressive debut effort. Miraval Rose, next best at 390. And then we go down to double figures for the rest here. Mickey Gannon, who do you like here? Is it Soltair's day-to-day? Oh, gee, they're taking the PI double five with commemorative opening favourite. Like, in the Fed Inca department, that is ludicrous. The horse should be around 5 or $6. But Soltair, well, it is his day-to-day. And that barrier is of absolutely no concern over the 1,200-metre start. Blake Shin aboard. Uh, he should be getting the job done. It's the classy galloper in the race. Look, outside of that, I think Mirabel Rose is probably a horse we don't know a lot about. Um, only just won, you know, won her maiden. So I think she'll be quite competitive here. This is a big step up, but I think uh, Soltair will get the job done. And if you're playing exact, I'll be throwing Mirabel Rose in there, Bakes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take you on again, mate. Um, Bring it on. I do, I do like commemorative. I, I agree, probably a little bit short, but I, I'm just putting that, that, that first run was so impressive. Maybe it just took a bit out of her. Uh, coming back, you know, going to going to Melbourne, going a different way, a few things against probably, um, you know, that that the way that race sort of actually shaped up. So I actually do like the horse. Uh, I think it is going to be a big day for J Mac, and uh, this will be one of his winners. So yeah, I'm a commemorative uh, commemorative fan for sure. Yeah, with commemorative, I think that you can forget her last start at Flemington there, uh, Mickey Gannon. I think she was in the wrong yeah, part of the track. They were swooping that day. I think it was just a weird old race, and she wasn't in the right place for mine. What about a first up start at Ramwick? You guys, were you guys happy with that run? I thought she should nearly have won that day. What did you think from that wide gate? I know it was a weaker class, but I didn't think she was disgraced that day. Did you? No, not disgraceful, but just a lot of. I think the thing is, there's a lot of um, spruik, and I think that's priced into her. So she's she's won one race in which has proven to be just an okay sort of uh, race at Canterbury. Uh, just too short, too short. Gee, I think five dollars would be would be a, a much fairer price. Where does she up. map in your eyes here? It's interesting, isn't it? Because she's enormous. Yeah, she's she's a big horse. Um, look, she shouldn't be too far away. Uh, it's interesting. Wherever I think wherever. Um, wherever J-Mac wants to, wants to get her. So maybe midfield with with some cover, I think, just sort of makes perfect sense to me. But uh, look, from that 1,200-meter start, I don't think it really matters. Just yeah. jump with him and go. But I, I, look, I just, I'm not I'm not really sold on this big horse at Caulfield. I just, I don't know, it's not me. It's just not, not the kind of setup I like, G. Race five is the village stakes over the 1,100 meters. This is an interesting race. Barber comes out. He's been scratched more times than you lately. <laughs> lately, Bakes. <laughs> oh, Barber. 
Um, so he's it's not funny, I thought it would, it would have been his day today. Yeah. Sharippa's the favourite for South Australia. We're talking about 320 was too short for this South Australian sprinter the other day. Now he's into 270 with Pickle Bet. Hypotheticals, 330. Extremely lucky. Lucky's at $10. Semion at 11 Prowling's at 13 Curran at 15 Indian Pacific for Neville Parnham at 17 And then Rattle and Bang. Next best at eighteen dollars here, Banks. Um, which way are you going here in the sprint? I'm actually going for the horse that I think is just going to get a beautiful cushy run on the fence in behind the speed. Um, it probably hasn't lived up to ex- actually, it definitely hasn't lived up to expectations. But I like Semion in this race at good odds. Uh, you can back him each way, and um, yeah, I, I just I think you know coming out of that listed race behind she dances, I think she dances is going to have a good day today too. So. Um, I think the form stacks up, and yeah, I like it. Eleven bucks, cool. Give me some of that. Mickey G, very, very good. Well, extremely lucky. Should have won the Everest. They tell me uh, at the start of this preparation. Now we're going down to call forward to try to pick this race up. But uh, happy to be against it. I'd like to see it bounce back though. It'd be a good, good little narrative there. But uh, Sharifa is a horse that probably needs to absorb a bit more pressure this time around. G, so still willing to oppose. Hypothetical is the one on top. I think we're getting around four dollars forty earlier in the week. I think you're now at the right price. That three dollars, you know, anything sort of middle to low three dollars is is probably its right price. And uh, happy to stick with it from the good draw and Mickey D aboard. So yeah, that's a so you got Semion on top there. Bakes at ten dollars. He's been a frustrating commodity, but since he's been gelded, he's been a little bit more genuine. And yeah, well, imagine yeah. like I know we've had this conversation before, G. But imagine how good we'd be if we were gelded. I mean, really. Well, dang. speak for yourself. Yeah. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Race number six <laughs> is the, the Blue Sapphire Stakes over the 1,400 metres. Great initiative by the Melbourne Racing Club for the members anyway. If Damien Oliver rides a winner today, they'll be shouting the bar. Arkansas Kid's probably his best chance. He goes to the 1,400 metres after a really good effort in the Coolmore where he was fourth. Brave Me gets the blinkers on here at 370. Then we've got Snapback at 525, the Instructor at 7. Run, Harry, run. Who's lightly raised has got some X factor about him at $15 and then don't hope do. Simon Zara gave this horse a really good push each way with me on Giddy Up Stable Mail the other day. So um, this is an interesting race for the three-year-olds here, Mickey Gannon. Which way are you leaning? Yeah, Arkansas kids got the um, brings the best uh, figures into the race, G. So I'm happy to side that way for sure. Snapback's a horse that could just jump out of the ground here today. Instructor, I think we've seen it. It's uh, it's ceiling. I don't think we're going to see much more um, out of out of much more improvement out of it. So Arkansas kid on top, and uh, Snapback could be the one. Forty-two day uh, sort of breaks a bit concerning for me though. Bakes uh, for me, brave me, brave me. Blinkers go on. Um, I think probably just hit a bit of a flat spot. Maybe maybe just came to the end of his run at Flemington with the blinkers on today. Loves that Caulfield, that swooping bit at the at, at Caulfield. It's going to be in a perfect spot coming around the corner there. And um, I think if I'm looking at Picklebet at the moment, I think you can get about four bucks on him. And I think that's great. You've got double your cash all day down at uh, yes, down at Caulfield as well. So yeah, that's it's a big bet for me. It's one of my best all day, brave me. All right, brave me with the blinkers on, love it. And in the last race, we'll have a look at now over the 1,200 metres. Queen of the ball that was devastating the other days at 3.40. The favourite, she's dancers at 2.35 with Pickle Bet. Then we go down to Rose Court at $5. Gennati's been a firmer into $10 now. Unusual culture at 14 And then Fortunate Kiss 
at $18, who was pretty good, I thought, first up there at Bendigo and uh, over an unsuitable trip um, for Fortunate Kiss. Daniel Moore takes the ride. What are you doing in the last year, Bakes? Well, I've already played my hand here. I've already said I like she dances. Uh, I, yeah, once again, for me, one of the best all day. So that'll be sort of my two multi-legs brave mate into she dances. So we're either going to um, have some great, great times or it's going to be a, a tough old Saturday. Um, anyway, we'll see how we go. But it was a tough carnival week, but uh, we came through it all right on Stakes Day. I think we did all right last week. So, yeah, I think she dances brings it home at Caulfield today. Small field here, queen of the ball on top. I think uh, Damon Oliver will go out with the uh, fairy tale finish. Uh, he looks a race in two bakes, absolutely. I'm happy to side with the one at better odds. Uh, look, there is a minor query queen of the ball over a very strong 1,200 metres, but this is a small field. And, you know, from that starting point, 1,200 metres barrier, um, I think barrier seven comes in a, bit, a few now. I think this horse would have sit on speed and be very, very hard to beat in the last. All right, then what's your best today, lads? At Caulfield. On, uh, yeah, as I said, she dances uh, into Brave Mead for me. They're, they're my two top. I would have had eight and eight deal done, obviously, as well, if he uh, if he hadn't been scratched. So, But they'll be my two multi-legs, and then I'll be running a few other things into them. But, yeah, they're my two best. All right, then. What yeah, about race, you here, Mickey G? Race four, number two, Saltair, best of the day at Caulfield, G. All right, then, lads, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll preview the Hunter meeting at Newcastle. For all the tips, head to SEN underscore track on Twitter or text us on 0499 736 736. Live across Australia on SEN track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Winners. Thanks to Picklebet. Of course, Picklebet has involved fixed odds. Can extra place every race with Picklebet's top four betting. You win some, you lose more for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au and Kilmore Toyota. Toyota Hilux and Toyota Land Cruiser Specialists. Kilmore, to, Kilmore Toyota. While you wait, um, your vehicle servicing, you can get a free lunch or breakfast in our cafe. Mickey Gunn, thanks to Makita XGT. Experience professional cordless power without limits. How do you think this track will play at the Hunter for the Hunter meeting at Newcastle today? In the words of the great cricket commentator, Tony Gregg, hard and fast. Gee, it's going to be a very, very quick track out there. And I think you're going to be on pace runners for sure. Okay. And that's Makita XGT, the professional choice for callers, convenience, unmatched performance, innovation, and power without limits. Let's have a look at some of the markets here for the feature events at Newcastle. And this is their traditional hunter meeting. I enjoy this each and every year. There's been some terrific results and some terrific races in the Hunter. And we've got Marzu into 280 that's been well supported. Can this be Marzu's day with Nasra Willa to ride? Cold Crusher at 550, King of Sparta at six, Dejar's run at eight dollars fifty, Opal Ridge at nine fifty, Military Expert at fourteen, Rustic Steel at fifteen, Gravina at twenty-three dollars. Big prices for the rest here, Brett Baker. Who wins the Hunter? Um, look, I know all the money. Uh, you know, it's a shame that, that quite a few of these horses have been scratched because it, it was shaping up to be a really nice race and, and it's really fallen away. I was, I had a big bet on Far Too Easy and he bumped his head yesterday. That was very disappointing. Um, look, I know all the money's come for Mazu, but I just I just can't have it after the way it's been racing. And I know this is a whole lot easier than Everest and all the rest of it, but I just, uh, it's not for me. Um, Opal Ridge... 
has always promised a huge amount and and probably just hasn't lived up to it. Um, I think today Opal Ridge at great odds too at ten dollars uh, is going to get to the outside and just fly as, as we know that she can. So um, yeah, I'm an Opal Ridge fan today in the Hunter. She'll appreciate a hard rock track as well. Um, Mickey Gannon, who wins the Hunter? Yeah, I think uh, Cole Crush is the horse to beat. G rolls out in front, beat Marzu by half a length last start. I think it's ludicrous, the price differential uh, between the two. Uh, it's incredible, the market support this morning for Marzu. Is it the Nashville Willa factor? Perhaps, maybe. I think Marzu might be a horse you need a half kid to. Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure if Nash is the right uh, match up there, but I've been wrong many a times, G, and this would just be another time. But I think Cole Crush is the horse to beat. I also think Darjan, we spoke to Adrian Bott this morning, he's very, very keen on this horse. I don't think he's had yeah. this horse going any better. 53 kilos, Tim Clark, in a race that is devoid of speed. Cole Crusher and Darjan will be on speed on a track that's meant to, you know, from, from what I uh, from what I led to believe is going to be hard and fast. I think that was courtesy of uh, Nathan Doyle. I spoke to him later on this week. He trains up there and he suggested that, yeah, it's going to be a hard and fast track. So they're the two, Darjan and Cole Crusher out in front to uh, fight out the finish, G. Oh, we just lost Mickey Gannon there. Bakes, where do you think Marzu will get to in the run? Uh, I think Marzu's going to be tucked away on the fence, sort of midfield. Um, and so he's going to have a fair bit of slowing traffic uh, to get past. Um, we'll need, I mean, it's a smallish field, so, you know, he can probably get the brakes. But, it, you know, as Mick said, if it is on speed, as, as he's been led to believe, he's going to have to do a lot of catching and... Um, I just don't know if he's up to it at the moment. You know, he just hasn't knocked the lights out this prep. Let's have a look at the other feature event, the three-year-old Spring Stakes. Until Valhalla, that was impressive there the other day in town at 4.20. Invincible Spy ran time and kept on running. But Waterhouse and Bot Timmy Clark rides at 4.60. Kintyre at 6.25. Just in time at 7.50. Influential at 7.50. Sly Boots at $8. Kind words out to 15. And then Gisano has probably been the best backed late um or since in the last 24 hours anyway with pickle bet at $17. Mickey Gaddon, who wins the three-year-old feature? Yeah, probably the lowest group three you'll see in quite some time, the Old Spring Stakes, but I think it's a racing two between Invincible Spy, who was very, very good last start, uh, albeit in a much weaker race than group three level. Uh, but it'll roll forward, give a huge sight at uh, reasonable odds. And then you've got uh, Until Valhalla that's been... Really well placed, uh, was really good at Hawkesbury, then really good on the Kenzo, um, showed a bit of versatility that day. Barrier five sits there, right on speed with Rachel King and inform Rachel King to ride. I think it's a race in 2G. Uh, you could back them both for a profit. What are you doing here, Bakes? Uh, well, look, once again, um, you know, Mickey's gone for the on-speed runners. I am going to have something that might be flying down the outside, and that's influential. So... Um, I thought the effort down in Melbourne was pretty good. It was obviously all a bit too soon. But as Mick has pointed out, this is one of the lowest groups race you'll see. And uh, I, yeah, I like, you know, I don't necessarily like where it's going to get in the run if it's going to be massively on speed, but I do think it'll be flying home. And, you know, maybe those three, maybe you box those three up, I, I, yeah. But, yeah, the bet for me, influential. All right, then, Mickey, I've got a question for you. One being, being by I'm Invincible, of course, the... Galloper for First Light Racing, which is, of course, um, a horse by the name of Invincible Spy. 
And then you've got the Mara and Eustace train galloping until Valhalla, who's by Snitzel. Are you concerned both those horses will get a strong 1,600? Not at all. Um, the word out of the stable for until Valhalla is that it wanted to get to the mile and it would see the best out of the horse out to the mile. So, look, the breeding may suggest otherwise, but that's been their plan all along. And uh, to get out to the mile, this preparation third up, and look, is it probably three or four stables um, in the country that you could just genuinely follow blind when they when they make these predictions? And Maren Eustace is definitely one of those, G. Yep, 100%. So just recapping your tips there. So you're an influential type of bloke, Bakes. You're with the Chris Waller train galloper. And, That'll be me. And Mickey, you're with Mara Eustace's filly. Is that right? That's it. And, yeah, and Invincible Spy. I so, think they're the two, G. Yeah. What's Timmy Wilson telling us there? We forgot to ask him there with the weekend preview. I don't know if he... Yeah, he's confident. Wanted, no, he's, yeah, confident, he's confident, Timmy. Yeah. The, the, the two, two, two groups that I'm, you know, quite close to. Hopefully they go down to the wire. Maybe a dead heat. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> See how we quite, go. Quite close to it. Making way for new Toyota stock. Hit Kilmore Toyota's website today and view the used vehicle range. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Winners. Thanks to Picklebet Kilmore Toyota. Yeah, looking forward to that spring stakes. Invincible Spy for First Light Racing and... Um, until Valhalla for the mailbag team. They're doing a great job too. Wonderful syndicators. And um, that'll be a great jewel today, Mickey Gannon. And looking at the market there, I think that the the, the Philly by Snitzel until Valhalla will start the favourite, I would imagine. Yeah, the market's been pretty strong towards her. I think they bet $15 earlier in the week. So you beauty, giddy up. Yeah. Um, Did they beat $15? Yeah, they lost the plot, G. Yeah. They lost the plot. Unbelievable. But, uh, Unbelievable. Like it if you some. Yes. First race, looking forward to the Max Lee's Classic. Now, I like a horse here. I think it'll be mighty hard to beat. A horse by the name of Graham for James Cummings, Tyler Schiller. I know that Dean Watling's been tipping this horse to win a golden slipper. He loves its trial. They had a two-year-old Godolphin that they produced last night at the Valley that was very impressive. Um, but in the Max Lee's Classic over the 900 metres here, this is the race that they produced Cylinder in last year. Graham's into $3.80, and it is the second favourite behind Market Magic, which is currently at $2.05. How do you read this this race here, Mickey Gannon? Yeah, you're spot on. Gee, we saw Cylinder here last year, and it probably wasn't quite suited over the 900 metres, was he? So I think you might see a sort of similar thing here with Graham, probably the best horse in the race and the best horse moving forward out of the race, beating the 900 metres from Barrier 7. It's not an awkward start as such, but it's not easy as well. So I thought Market Magic was a horse. You know, Adrian was pretty bullish about the horse's chances. Um, he trialed, his trial was just super, and uh, everything you want to see over a horse for 900 metres, he'll jump, it'll put itself right on speed, and it'll give a kick. Uh, Graham will be the one coming late. Interestingly enough, though, um, Zach Lloyd, I'd imagine, would have been given first choice. He's aboard the other runner, G. Do you obviously close enough with the stable here? Any indication as to why? No, I don't know why, actually. Um, that's Eferisto for James Cummings. Sack Lloyd rides from a low gate. Yeah, I don't know why, actually, to tell you the truth. I'll see if I can find out. This is a daughter of Blue Point that trialed nicely at Hawkesbury there the other day. So we'll see what we can find out. Graham was third in that trial. Maybe she's better suited on pace. She might have showed a little bit more toe than Graham. Last year, Cylinder yeah. got a long way back and hit the line. It's hard to make up Graham with these two-year-olds because they're usually all over the place. But I remember last year was a really windy day. 
as well. Um, yeah, so they're, they're always fascinating. Difficult races to bet into, of course, because there's so much that are the unknown there. Um, but Market Magic's got a couple of really big hitters there. This Colt by Capitalist. Jonathan Munns there at Pinecliff Racing. Mr. Zhang at Yulong's also involved. So, um, yeah. Um, so, bit yeah. Out of, bit out of my of, league, those blokes, yeah. G, but it's, they, they sound like they know what they're doing. Yeah, just a little they bit. Do. What are you no doing least, here, Bates? No least change for them. Um, I'm just going to follow the money. I, you know, I'm not close enough to, like you guys, I'm not close enough to these big stables with massive budgets for two-year-olds. So, um, market magic for me, I thought the trial was, or jump out or whatever you want to call it, was was pretty solid. And, yeah, that'll do me. All right, but then. it's not a betting race. It's a, it's a lottery as far as I'm concerned. Let's have a look at race number two on the program. And Cosmic Field at $8 has had a little bit of support. Um, then we go to Resistible at $3.70. That's also had a little bit of support as well. Um, toes on the nose at three thirty for your man Johnny Sargent. What can you tell us there, Bakes? In the that he's, second, that race? he's very confident and it's going to run a nice race on speed today, and um, I think will be hard to beat. So there, you can see who I'm backing. So you're Nash on board. This is yep. yeah. This sets up really nicely for this horse, Mickey Gannon. Yeah, absolutely no excuses for toes on the nose here. That six hundred meter start is a very very fair start at Newcastle G. So now she'll have plenty of time to roll across, uh, and he'll he'll land sort of. Uh, in either in the one one or, or two pairs back in the running line, and look, it'll get every possible chance. Dylan Gibbons aboard uh, the second favourite resistible from the uh, absolute uh, peach draw. There, he'll also be a uh, really hard to beat. But look, the market's got this spot on. There's not much between the two. They'll both sit on speed, and I don't think there's anything else outside those that will be getting the job done, uh, G-Man. So uh, yeah, uh, toes on the nose and resistible. Do you have a do you have an opinion in the highway rematch at two twenty five Saturday chicken? I know that you love that bakes at five twenty five. <laughs> um, no, I have no opinion in the highway whatsoever. No, not, no, yeah. I'm, no, no interest, no, no opinion, no nothing. Mickey Gannon. Well, you should, you should, because Saturday chicken is one of the better bets of the day. They bet ten dollars. Oh. It was ludicrous drink, absolutely ludicrous. We're getting five dollars fifty now. It's still a bet. I can't believe the price. Rematch, I think that's a bit silly. Uh, should be closer to sort of two dollars fifty, two dollars sixty. But once again, one of these races where you could back them both for a profit. But Saturday Chicken's the one, G, and uh, Barrier Four, Joshy Parr, who's in form. I think we'll get the job done here in the highway. And it's not often we say that, but uh, today's the day. All right, then. So Saturday Chicken there, Portray two forty five, Fairway Star six fifty. Then we go to Lavarte for Joe Pride at seven dollars, and Hide Your Heart for Nathan Doyle. He'd be looking for a winner and. In his on his home track on such a big day at eight dollars fifty here bakes. Uh look Varte first up has uh, been good first up in the past. Trial was good. And yeah, it's gonna be a little way back, but in a small field, gets the outside, be rattling home. I like Levate. All right then. So you like Levate. What are you doing here, Mickey Gannon? Yeah, found it hard enough, G. Race, I'll be sitting out and I'll be cheering my man, Nathan Doyle, with Hide Your Heart, but very, very hard race. All right, then then we move on to the next race here, which is race number five. I'm in to win for Waterhouse and Bot. Now, Regan Bayless at 225. Pavade for Chris Waller at 420. King of the Castle at $4.60. And then Wineglass Bay, good push there from the team, um, Chris Waller and Tyler Schiller, but Chris Waller with his social media update gave it a good push. Currently at $7, Wine Class Bay, um, with their social media preview. So that's a good 
and they're, they are the best bet last night, got up there at uh, Canterbury in the last bound with J-Mac aboard. So um, this is an interesting race. What are you doing here, Bakes? Uh, I like Kamakui uh, for, I think that's how you say it, for, uh, for Kim War. Um, race very well in the big dance, probably above expectations, and um, comes back to an easier race here. I think might lead. Um, yeah, sure. Look, you know, I'm I'm into wins. Going to be very hard to beat, but is way too short for me. And you know, with the small number in the field, you can still get an each way better way with Kamagree, and that's what I'll be doing. All right, then, Mickey Gannon. Yeah, I'm into win best bet of the day. There, I think we got okay. her on about three dollars twenty in the weekend preview. It's into two dollars twenty now. I still think that's fine. I, I think that price is fine. I had it marked dollar ninety and. From the 1850 meter start, it's, it's a very, very short run. It's similar to that Rose Hill setup where from the 1800 meters, but they just they run to that first corner. And if you're not out in front there, um, then you're going to do well to find a position early. Uh, I think Regan Bayless will just go straight to the front and dictate terms. I don't really see much pressure about. And I spoke to we spoke to Adrian on the Sydney set this morning. He was really bullish about this horse out to the 1850. So ticks all the boxes. I don't think they'll get past. I'm in to win. Love it then. Then Canberra Legend will quickly go through race six, four eighty. Skylab five seventy on his home track and stroke of luck at six dollars. Numerian at seven. Stockman at eight. How do you read this race here, Mickey Gannon? Uh, hopefully they stay positive on Canberra Legend. I think last start they were a bit over positive and just due to the race shape early, but. Paraded a bit yeah. like me, G, carrying yes. a little bit too much weight. Apparently, uh, Canberra legend now strips yeah. much fitter <laughs> this time around and uh, definitely the horse to beat. Nice, aggressive ride. I think we spruiked this horse last yeah. time as, as, you know, you had really, really good form lines over in the UK and we can just forgive it that one run and, and be with it today. Canberra legend clearly on top for me, Bakes. Bakes? Um, yeah, look, I like Skylab. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I do. Obviously, it hasn't been as impressive this prep. But gets in, yep. uh, gets into this race quite well with Jason Cole on board. Um, I know they've got some bigger targets going into summer, and yep. um, yeah, I, I like it. It's going to get a long way back, but let's just hope it's not race like right. it was last hey, year with it. Stay sprint. there, Bakes. I'll come back after the ten o'clock news. Cheers, mate. The SEN. Kill more Toyota while you wait servicing with a free lunch or breakfast in our cafe. Live across Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Winners with Gareth Hall. Brett Baker as well. Bakes, we're just covering the Beaufort. Uh, what were your thoughts on that race? Mate, what I was saying was last year was very much a sit and sprint and no one was able to make up any ground. I'm hoping it's not like that this year because Skylab's going to be coming from the back. If it is, forget about it. Um, if the speed is on, um, as I hope it will be, then I think Skylab will come right into this race. Um, in saying that, Youth Spirit should sort of be leading them up and, you know, it might be worth a little bit each way um, given, you know, a, as you're saying, it's going to be sort of a hard track. It's going to be leaderish. Um, maybe you hedge your bets there and have a bit on that as well. I will be. Love it, love it. Let's go to race nine. We'll have a look at this race, the uh, benchmark 78 over the mile, which is a really fair start point. Uh, at the uh, at the top of the market here, Tavi Time was uh, luckless last start. I think uh, we spoke about this morning, Dean Watling CEO was in neutral coming home. Um, so, well, if you can find first, second, third or fourth gear, back to its home track, Dylan Givens aboard, looks really hard to beat. Did you say it that way, mate? 
Yeah, I did actually. Um, I'm short enough though, you know, 270, 260, whatever it is now. Um, but yeah, home track, it's going to be very, very difficult to beat. It might be a nice way to bring the day sort of, you know, nearly to a close because it does look like a tricky day up there at Newcastle today. Yeah, should absolutely flog them as long as the track's playing reasonably fair. It's only a small field. I think Tavi Time is definitely the one to beat. Uh, look, outside of that, you know, man behind the money is probably there or thereabouts. Has a good record, but gee, I'd want to see Jet Stanley uh, get his act together and start riding some winners because he's been a little bit out of form, Jet, but he's a good jockey. He'll make his way back. Let's look at race 10, uh, the get-out stakes at Newcastle, the uh, Karakin Millions benchmark 94 handicap. What do you got for us in the last at Newcastle, Bakes? Hopefully, it's just a lovely way to finish the day with much, much better. One of my best all day, actually. She's low flying. I'm back, uh, Lance. You've been superb, by the way. I've been listening intently, so take it away. You, you, yes, welcome back, G. It's good yeah. to have you back, son. Much, much better is your best bet, 260. That'll do us. That will do us. Uh, and hopefully brings it home. Hopefully we're not we're not counting on that at the end of the day. Um but I do like much, much better to win that last race. Big bet for me today. Right. How about Sarah Ryan? She's had over the yes. last ten starts. She's had five winners, four hundred and nineteen percent profit on turnover. Like no one's going better. Two winners last night at Canterbury. She's low flying. She's only absolutely low flying. She's dude. only been training for a couple of seasons, hasn't she, Mickey? But last no, night I was phenomenal. watching at Canterbury. She was training double figure winners for fun. It, it, it's just super. What she's doing, uh, and it's so good for the game to see these new names just come and just you know land in metro um, races and get the job done. So you know, full credit to her. It's, she's very star impressive. on the rise. Very impressive stuff. All right, then what are you tipping in the last Mickey Gannon? Yeah, I'll go with much much better. Takes the claim, rolls forward. I think if we see any um, sign of an on pace bias, I think it'll start closer to sort of two dollars forty, two dollars fifty. G, I'll come for it, and I'll come for it hard at the end of the day, especially if the punters have the money. All right, what's your best at Newcastle, lads? Go on, Bakes, kick us off. Um, well, I think I, I've given that away just now. Uh, much, much better for me is uh, it's going to be a big bet to sort of bring it all home. So, yeah, that that's it for me. I probably got oh, – I also think Sarge, you know, you know, it's John and I, good friends. Um, toes on the nose. That's what you say. That's not what Sarge says. Sarge is going, what do you keep talking about me on the radio for? Um, He said he doesn't even know who you are. I talk to him. (laughs) Toes on the nose. Toes on the nose is much, much better. Uh, They're my two best in Newcastle today. All right, then, Mickey. Yeah, race three now. Before Saturday, Chicken was the best bet. In getting short now, but I think we're getting a really good day around that horse. The best, best, best of the day was short. I'm in to win. Jump lead win sort of set up there. And we like going out wide, G. Something we'd like to do on a Saturday morning. We're going to go to Gundagai, race four, number two, Arthur the Great. Race four, number two at Gundagai. That'll do us. That That'll do, do us. me. Hey, you have a wonderful day, Bakes. Good luck today. Thank you, you too, mate. I hope you're feeling better. You sound a bit crook. Yeah, I'm so, terrible. You know. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling as flat as a pancake. Well, mate, once you get to NZ and you're over there yeah, looking well, at horses, well, mate, maybe they'll just make it, I think. Oh, I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll let him in. No. Um, anyway, what do, um, Mickey, you, you enjoy today. And don't forget Hector Fawley and the Greyhounds in that shootout. Good luck tonight. Mate, I've, I've, I've told everyone that will listen, so about three people. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting the hate mail um, because of Mickey Make that Gannon. four, I listen. Yeah. I'm on. Thanks no, you, you were one of them. Oh, okay. Three, sorry. Yeah. All right. Then, uh, it's been good fun, G-Man. Good on you, boys. Great stuff. Thanks, Have a great mate. week, guys. Same to you. There's Mickey Gannon, Brett Baker. Always great to catch up with them on a Saturday morning. We'll take a break, then we'll go around the country trying to find you a few winners today. For all the tips, head to SEN underscore track on Twitter or text us on 0499 736 736. Live across Australia on SEN track, this is Winners with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Winners. Gareth Hall with you. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota, Toyota Hilux and Toyota Land Cruiser Specialist. Kilmore Toyota, while you wait for your vehicle being serviced, you can get a free lunch or breakfast at our cafe there at Kilmore Toyota and get an extra place every race with Pickle Bet's top four betting. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Benny Sedd's ready to go here on this Saturday morning to go through his best at Caulfield. G'day, Benny. G'day, Gareth. What are we doing from a punting perspective in your eyes? Yeah, mate. Racing doesn't stop, does it? Spring rolls on. It's another cracking day. Uh, We'll kick off race three. Number 10, Mr. Mojo Ryzen. I've followed this horse for a little while now. I think he's really the penny's really starting to drop with him. It's a strong win last start with a big weight. Gets on really well with Jamie Carr. Um, the Forceman camp starting to hit their straps now. They've set up, obviously, up at Macedon. Um, I really like this horse today. He's been well supported in the market. I think the key with this horse now, he's, he's starting to jump from the machines a bit better. He was sort of missing the start there for a while. Um, I think if Jamie can be positive, I think he'll run out the trip strongly and he'll be hard to beat. We'll then go to race four, number nine. Here comes the star each way, the the champ, Oliver. Um, Look, this horse was just unsuited back to the inside up the straight last week at Flemington. I think there's a real nice motor there with this filly. Um, Astute camp in the Maloney camp. I think it can run a cracking race at a nice price. Then we'll go to the 1,000 guineas, Gareth. I think this is a two-horse race. I'm just siding with Coeur Volante, the two, just with that. She's got a bit of tactical speed. She can take a sit or she can roll forward. I think that'll be advantageous today, having them options. I think the only danger is Skybird. If she can somehow chime in at the 200 and get a soft run, she's going to be the one closing late. And then we'll go to race eight, number 13, the Rupert Clark. We can't jump off now, Gareth. Cause for concern. I think he's a really good each-way bet. Um, as we know, we've been with this fella for a long time. Um, he really gets his chance to win a Group 1 here, I think. He, he last started, he burst through, and it was quite a soft win, I thought, at Flemington. If he can just get midfield from that good draw in eight, unleash that nice turn of foot, I think he looks a cracking each-way bet in the Group 1 today. How do you think this track will play with the rail back into the true and some southerly wins predicted? Look, I... I'm hoping it's fair, Gareth. I think they will get down the middle of the track later in the day. So it'll be a bit of a watch and see early, but I think I think you don't want to be too far away early and then get down the middle later in the day. All right, beautiful, mate. What's your very best for the day? My very best would be Mr. Mojo Rising Race 3, mate. Thanks for that, Benny. Appreciate it. There's Benny said there. Shane Curlio's ready to go. He's done the form for us. At the Sunshine Coast, he won't be far away. We'll catch up with Terry Layton as well. And Heath Pope will look at Morpherville. And then Robbie Logan will have a look at Rickard and today's New Zealand Cup Day there in New Zealand. It's the final day of New Zealand Cup Week. They have the New Zealand Trotting Cup, the Greyhound Cup on the Wednesday. And then, of course, they have the Gallops Cup 
on this Saturday. So Robbie Logan's been in great form for us. And then Andrew O'Toole hopefully can help us back a winner in the Northern Territory today. Shane Curlio joins us. Sunshine Coast is the feature venue there in Queensland this afternoon. G'day, Shane. G'day, Gareth. Um, looking forward to the sunny coast? Um, Not at all. No, I thought so. Um, I have a uh, Christmas party to attend this afternoon, Gareth, but we will be having some bets. And We're at the Sunshine yeah. Coast or at a different venue? No, we've got a different venue yep. uh, in Brisbane, actually. A couple of rooftop bars to spend the afternoon. should be lovely. Where are you going? Um, is, this a, is this a gym Christmas party? Gym staff, mate, yep. Yeah, well, I wish you the best. I'll post on Twitter for you just for you. Okay? Yeah, that'd be great. Looking forward to it. So where do we start with your specials then? Because I know there's a few punters among that gym staff that'll be eagerly awaiting your mail. And this could probably um, make or break the Christmas party. So there's a lot of pressure on you this afternoon. There is. And I've chosen violence today, Gareth. I woke up and decided to choose violence um, in my form assessments today. Yeah. Um, I will not be losing. Yes. I'm going to start in the Malula Bar Cup. Race eight, number four, Knight's Choice. It will be the best horse going forward out of this race. I'm confident in that. My concern is Barrier One and Jaden Lloyd. Um, recently, Jaden has been riding, preferring to sort of duck and weave in between horses rather than get to the outside. It's a little riding style. And uh, Gate One is the query there, but it is a big track. Uh, and it should get it every chance. And as I said, I think it's the best horse coming out of the race. And I think it's a great price. He's trying to be like his brother, is he? Pardon? Is he trying to be like his brother, Jaden? I don't know. Look, I'm I'm the terrible judge of of riders anyway, so it doesn't really matter what I think. Um, I just want to see this horse get into clear air, and it should power over the top of them, Gareth. That's all I want to see. Yep, nice choice. 370 pickle bet. What else are you doing? Uh, race nine, I think number one, Prince of Boom, again, best horse. Uh, I'm suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder from a few of Martin Harley's rides yes. on Wednesday, where he was terribly unlucky on a number of runners. Um, there is an abundance of speed here, Gareth, so I sort of feel like he only has to sit on, sit, be in the three-wide line, and it'll be too strong for them late. As I said, I think he's the best horse, um, and I'm happy with the map. So race nine, number one, Prince of Boom, I think, can get the job done. Anything out wide at Toowoomba as you have your 50th scotch? You'll be, uh, I know Darcy Gardner will be looking to the trots and then he'll be asking you for a tip at Toowoomba. Darcy Gardner, yeah, of course, he, he part owns that gym with you, the halfback flanker for the Brisbane Lions, the boy from Geelong. Yeah, I think we've mentioned that about 100 times on the show, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to pump up your gym. <laughs> Uh, Toowoomba, yeah, just the five races at Toowoomba, and I'd be absolutely shocked if I didn't tip the card. Yes. Uh, I can rip through them real quick for you if you like. Take it away. Can you see? Yep, that'll be great. Take it away. Okay. Toowoomba, race one, two winning hopes only, three and four. One of them will win both $4. Race two, uh, the four is the best horse but it has got an inexperienced jockey and there's a bit of speed on in the race here. I thought the 11, uh, you could back it sort of each way. It'll be running on late with a big closer. Race three, number three, Roman Dagger, the best bet on the card. It will handle them. Race four, taking this horse a little bit on trust, number four, nothing silly, was off the map last start at the Sunny Coast. First up for the new stable. 
and took no part, come back to the trials and has trialled very well since. I think it's the run on horse and a good price to take on trust there if it turns up it wins. And in the last, um, had something on the 12 at double figures, but I think eight unleashed is the horse to beat off a very sharp trial in very good time. And there are your five winners at Toowoomba. What was race one again? Goodness me, Gareth. Race one, yeah. I think there's only two winning hopes. Number three, Prepotent, and number four, Union Spirit. All right, let's see if um, I've got these right. Race one, number three, and four. Race two, number 11 each way. Race three, number yep. three. Race four, take on the four with trust. And then the last, number 12 and eight. That's correct, Gareth. Oh, sensational. Hey, Curlio, enjoy the Christmas party. Good punting today. Hopefully it's a fill-up. And, um, yeah, we wish you the best of luck. Thanks, Gareth. Good luck to everyone. What, what's the mailbag tip there with mailbag bloodstock um, with Until Valhalla? Do we get on there? at? Um... Well, why not? I mean, it's a great time to be a racehorse owner, Gareth. When there's races like this that carry Group 3 status, um, you know, off a Wednesday midweek win straight into a Group 3, which, you know, you would normally be a massive leap, but this is a very ordinary group uh, group three race, and um, there's some quite confidence in the camp, Gareth. Well, that is sensational news. Well, we wish you the best of luck. All the best. Thank you, Gareth. There's Shane Curlio. Terry Layton joins us. Massive day of racing there in the West. It's the start of the pinnacles. This man loves the pinnacles. Well, he is the pinnacle. There's no doubt about that. Terry Layton, hello to you. Good morning, Gareth. We all have a small rock, don't we, in Western Australia? Yes, yes, we do. Been to the pinnacles yourself, I'm sure. Yes, yes. Wouldn't, wouldn't miss it every time you get here, first no. thing you do, off the plane, straight in the three-hour car ride up to the up to the pinnacles. Yeah, the pinnacles of the quokka. Now, I've got a horse in the first, and they're backing it strongly, Holy Enchantment. I think they give it a great each oh. chance today. Okay. First up. Okay. He's sort of he's he's a grand been a grand old campaigner, but um, yeah, it's interesting the money for him. Anyway, do you give him a hope? No, I don't actually. Yeah, I didn't know he had a share in that one either. Yeah, um, I would have would have marked it even longer if I knew that. Yeah. I would have added the Gareth Hall tax, which I usually do. The extra couple of kilos, fifty to one. Yeah, no, I um, no, I think they're going to have to snag from the gate, aren't they? Is that the plan? Just from from the whitish gate, snag back Probably, and yep. try and run on. So I, I really like Holy Enchantment as a horse, but um, just some fit on speed runners, really well mapped runners. I think it'll be super hard to get past in the first. So. Well, it'd be hard to make up ground there today. Oh, well, I thought so. That was how I'd done it. On Wednesday night, I, I'd do me form in uh, in depth, or Wednesday and Wednesday night. And um, the, play, the forecast was a fairly uh, was an easterly and turning into a bit of a southerly. And now it looks like there might be more of a southwesterly uh, later in the afternoon. So I think it might be a little fairer than I've initially um, planned for. But uh, look, it's it's playing pretty well, Ascot this year. It's just it's just standard stuff. You always want to be closer to the speed um, when speed maps, especially when speed maps show strong horses closer to it. But um, no, let's just allow for a, a fair deck, especially with the southwesterly coming in. All right, then, mate. What are we doing then from a, a specials perspective there for you today? Oh, what do we got? We got a few here. Uh, race number one, I think. 
Uh, hopefully I'm wrong for your sake, but I think it'll be run and won on speed map. I think Mountain Ash will lead. It was super a week ago from the breeze. Uh, I think Bruce Almighty will be on its back. It was huge. Um, it's most recent as well, so I'm, I'm pretty keen to play both of them. Um, that's number one, number seven, sorry, Mountain Ash. Number two, Bruce Almighty will dutch them for a result. Leader leaders back uh, in race number two. Um, this horse just keeps winning, and I reckon it's been unlucky at yeah, winning at times as well. One of its wins at Geraldton had no right last week at. Well, two weeks ago at Ascot, um, uh, Pikey outrode Clint significantly when he was on. Uh, on Belgrano Bell and Clint was on special sore, but it still won just like a, a better horse. It's just going to keep on winning. So as long as it holds form, I think race two, number two, we're getting a bit of a drift as well up to $3 plus, which is nice. Um, pretty keen to play special sword. I think the horse that can beat it just on map is number six, Little Silver. Uh, Wolfie will send that forward from the wide gate. And I can't remember the last time Alan Kennedy's ridden at 57 and a half. So I reckon that's a little... Sign of intent, he might be pretty keen on this one. So we'll save on the on the potential leader or breeze horse in number six, Little Silver. Uh, race number four. It's either you like Al Safina Camp or you're taking it on. Have you got a you got an opinion on that one, Gareth? Well, I just can't get over Al Safina losing the other day in a race that didn't really stand up. So I don't know. When Billy Ray's been well supported with Pickle Pad, it's sort of like just a a, a I think there's better bets on the program than watching El Safina. I think if, if Grant and Alana Williams didn't train this horse and William Pike didn't ride it, it'd be $6. I reckon it'd be $10. Yeah. I reckon if it wasn't Grant and Alana and Pikey, so. Yeah. If she goes from an 86 plus, sorry, from a AF 94 plus to an 86 plus, so she meets Black Fantasy, four kilos worse, Admiration Express, five. Well, it's a real bad setup just from a handicap point of view. She, she opened how even is she money. in the market in the railway states? This is like a... Well, that's the thing. If, if she wins this with 59, right, she's currently a 96 rater. So she'll pump her up to about 100. It'll be about 102 plus, which means um, she won't get any penalty and she'll carry 53. So if she wins today. She, she wins the railway. It's that simple. But I... Yeah, I couldn't even get her favourite today. She went up even money. That was wild. She's out to as much as three fifty now, I think, around the traps. And who knows? There's always support for her, but maybe she keeps drifting Will as well. Will she get a I mean, start if she loses today? Yeah, I think so. I've got her about 16th in order of entry. But the thing is, whoever wins today, none of these are in the uh, field. So they'll all jump her. Yeah. Sorry, whoever wins will jump her. Maybe the second horse as well, um, depending how... Harsh the handicapper is. Um, but, yeah, she should get a start. But if everything that's above her at the moment does end up coming, then maybe not. She could go to a carbine club. Um, but, yeah, she should be getting a 96 rate. should be getting a start either way, you'd think so. Um, but, yeah, just, just last start. I mean, she gave Maricino. Sorry, Maricino got seven kilos. Uh, carried hearing seven kilos more. Pike gave her 10. And... Yeah, she was pretty good to the line. She ran the third or fourth quickest last two. Black Fantasy ran the quickest last 200, gets four kilos and a better, or not a better map, but could end up with a better map because uh, Lucy will ride it a little closer here from in, the inside gate. So, yeah, it's being priced on reputation and yeah. um, I, I just can't have that. So, well, back horse number, I'm going to go a little bit left field. Back horse number two, Ginger Baker. Again, I, I did my form and I thought there was going to be that easterly and suit the leaders a little bit more. It's uh, maybe not the case as much, but 
the little southwesterly is very weak at this stage of the day anyway, so I don't think it'll be a big deal. So happy to have something on horse number seven who should lead them. They should show intent. Uh, they didn't lead at Northern, which I think cost at the race. Um, last time it led a race over the mile, it beat Aztec Ruler comfortably, and it carried way more weight than Aztec Ruler, and I don't think Aztec Ruler would be out of place here. So happy to speculate at $15 plus probably by the time they jump, and I'm also on a back black fantasy just on those weight swings I spoke about. So we'll have something on horse number two, Ginger Baker, horse number seven, Black Fantasy, uh, race number six. Oh, I like Duchess of Gossip. Starting to get a bit thin in the market now, but um, that's also probably a positive yeah. sign that the camp is keen. So horse number seven, Duchess of Gossip, in that race, make sure in your quaddies um, or you have something on horse number 10, DTA. Um, he's nominated for the Gold Rush of a midweek win, which is a, which is a bit ambitious. But its first up win midweek was uh, the way it accelerated when Pike shook the reins. That's the sign that horse has come back five lengths better than it was last prep. So um, I don't think the market will respect that one. It'll drift out. So happy to be on horse number 10. DCA, uh, we're nearly there. Two to go. Uh, race number seven, it's a three-horse race. Red came there, My Bella May, Man Crush. We're going to back two of them. My Bella May should be favourite in my mind. Um, maps on their backs, going super. Um, so we're going to back horse number six, My Bella May, and Man Crush. The fact it's three times the price of Red Can Man, and I think its last run was better than Red Can Man. I feel choiceless um, on having something on. So race number seven, My Bella May, and the leader, number four, Man Crush. And I'll probably watch Red Can Man beat me in Sook, but that's all right. That's racing. Um, and then race number eight, I really like Oscar's fortune, Gareth. I've been backing it for a month, and um, yeah, I'm I'm a bit nervous, a fair way out, because I've I've had uh, half a Perth GDP on her, so um, okay. on him. So uh, yeah, hopefully he goes well for my sake more than anything. I'm keen on one in that race, but Tuller each way. Mm-hmm. They bet eighteen dollars. Um, Jesus been unlucky. Parnham rides middle gate. I think it's a big chance today. It has. You go back to its trial as well. Its trial yeah. was anything that started this prep before. It's simply nothing's gone right. So, yeah, I'm I'm working on the theory that Oscar's fortune is just a better horse. I I, I initially thought that it was a bit weak last start when Hanchi came at it and it sort of scrambled him by a half length. But you watch it again. Pike he's either fumbled the reins. The horse is laid in when he's asked it to respond. Um, it's it's it was going away from Anchi again on the line, I think. And if you go back to all of its wins when leading or breezing, it's run the quickest or second quickest last two. Like it's had plenty more in the tank and he's it had more in him. So I think Oscar's fortune is is a very good racehorse, and I think all things being equal, he'll, he'll show that today. It's a great duel between Luciani and Miller today. Um, even in race number five, this is Grand Alana Williams, Philly Keshi Boom, but generosity is mm. a big price for mine. Yeah, I've got generosity fatigue. I, I was on generosity. I declared it for a place last start at about $3.40, and it ran fourth after being held up for the entirety. It was one of the sicker watches of, of all time. But, uh, yeah, that, that should be the Quinella or a same-race multi or whatever you can do. I think that's probably an underrated investment in that race. I think it'll probably pay $3 plus, and I've got them... I'm a dollar fifty cash in about seven dollars um, generosity, but my third favourite is a million to one twenty dollars twenty dollars twenty five dollars plus. So um, a really underrated investment in that race. And I've got a lot of respect. I've got a lot of respect for Patrick Carberry, but that's a big jockey change for mine and Chris Parnham taking over. 
Yeah, look, so do I. He's 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 really big at the big times of the year, Paddy Carvery, but he's just not riding his best at the moment. Simon Miller's um, record with him for the last six months is is really really poor, and his record with Chris Parnham going on is amazingly good. So you, sometimes you have to just look at statistics and recent statistics about how a jockey's going, and I, and I do think Chris is going a lot better than Paddy at the moment. Yep. Hey, love your work, mate. Appreciate it, and good luck today. Thanks, Gareth. You enjoy your day. Same to you. There's Terry Layton. Now let's take the news. It's 10.32. Odds get extra place every race with PickleBet's top four betting. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And Kilmore Toyota, Toyota Hilux and Toyota Land Cruiser specialists. Kilmore Toyota. While you wait for your vehicle being serviced, you can get a free lunch and a breakfast in that wonderful cafe there. Let's catch up with Heath Pope. We're racing at Morfordville today. G'day, Popey. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. How are you? I am well, mate. Um, we can get all of your stuff. Head to the great tip-off type in Heath Pope. Look at his record. Speaks for itself. And hopefully we can find a few winners on this Saturday afternoon. Where do we start with your place? Yeah, mate. Let's let's go to race six, number three, Hastar La Fiorente. Um, although well held by the winner, this bloke comes into this really moderate affair with a more than solid, awesome cup runner-up effort. A race that has since produced two winners. Also ran straight past Captain Envious in the process that has since run a crack of a race behind Pudding here at listed level. Uh, Gains the services of Dom Tenor that has a great affiliation with this gelding. Uh, 21 rides, 15 times in the money. Uh, reckon he'll also relish the step up to this trip. Notably has finished in the money, six of eight wins, this track and distance previously. Uh, seriously thin race. The favourite long arm is, to be fair, like me, past his best. Uh, whilst Morty seriously can't see it running 2,500 metres, even if the race was down a hill. Um, race a good bet at $3 or better. Beautiful. I love the confidence there. What else have you got? Yeah, mate, let's go to race eight, number four, Starlight Valley. Uh, super honest five-year-old mare that indicated she had returned in fine style with a, a strong four-and-a-half-length trial win. Although was safely held, still thought her first up third behind the flying Sharipa that we will see over at Caulfield today was more than good enough. Expect settles a lot closer to the speed here. In fact, could either lead or camp leaders back whilst strips fitter, stepping up to her preferred trip. Ticks a lot of boxes in what is admittedly an open little race. However, still see some value. And after scratchings, have her rated at $3.70. All right, then in the final of your specials there, mate. Yeah, mate, let's uh, finish the day with a nice each-way play. Race nine, number seven, Ornamental Lady. Uh, Six-year-old mare that has returned to South Australia with two more than solid runs this time in. First up gave a huge sight when just grabbed late behind Street Delights, while Speed's subsequent winner, Master at Arms. Last time out, although was safely held, she was still far from disgraced after being made to work too far, too hard early. Um, Love the fact the stable have elected to drop her back from 1250 to $1,000. Really, that can give us a great each-way site and rate $6 or better. Love it. Sounds like you're pretty confident today, Popey. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a meeting I'm not real keen on. Okay. So, yeah. All right, mate. We can get all of your work out of the great tip-off type in H. Pope, Heath Pope, and follow all of the prompts and uh, subscribe to your work and... Um, start winning. 
Absolutely, mate. Let's hope. Good on you. Thanks for that. There's Heath Pope. You don't need to hope with Pope. He just gets the job done. Thanks for that, mate. We'll take a quick break. On the other side of it, we'll head to New Zealand to catch up with Robbie Logan to preview New Zealand Cup Day there at Rickerton. For all the tips, head to SEN underscore track on Twitter or text us on 0499 736 736. Live across Australia on SEN track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Winners. Thanks to Pickle Bet and also, of course, Kilmore Toyota. Um, big meeting in New Zealand today at Rickerton. It's the final day of uh, their cup week, basically. You've got the New Zealand Cup, um, which is the feature race at Rickerton. We're about to have the third race there to be run and won at, um, in the south part of New Zealand today. Just looking at the New Zealand Cup market over the two miles. Nest egg that was impressive the other day. Mitch Davis gave a good push for this horse to us a couple of weeks ago. It's a three dollar eighty favourite with pickle bet. Then we've got um, you're a star at six seventy five. Uh, AJ at eight dollars fifty. Wasaki at eight dollars fifty, and then Maraja at thirteen dollars. There, that's the story there in the New Zealand Cup today. But there's some terrific racing outside of that as well some feature racing and we might be able to find you a couple of winners there. The thousand guineas. I got a good push for star of justice there the other day, lightly raised $8 each way all day for Tiako racing. Opie Possum takes the ride and um, it's had some good backing. The favorite Molly Bloom. He's been thereabouts in some of the bigger races in New Zealand in the three-year-old events last week, of course, um, wasn't far off in Penderbell from an inside gate and finished strong there over the 1,400 metres as Philly by ace high. So you've got to give Molly Bloom a chance. And hopefully we can catch up with Mitchie Davis as we find your next Kiwi winner at loveracing.nz. Also got some great greyhound racing today as well, or tonight I should say, from Sandown Park. And you've got the Melbourne Cup preludes. Of course, we've got the Melbourne Cup heats next week. But we've got the shootout at Group 3 level. And this should be a beauty. You've got Big Energy that's been well supported into 280. Alpha Zulu at 270. Hector Forley is at $4.40. This is a greyhound that I think there's a few of the keen judges or the best judges in greyhound racing are all over. Hector Forley was the winner of the Hume Cup there last week. Um, and he's an excellent chance. And then you've got... The Group 1 winner, Top Gun winner for the Sprinters at $5. So that's the story there. And the shootout at Group 3 level over the 515 metres at Sandown. And you've got some of the best dogs going around in the country as well. There in the pre-leads for the Melbourne Cup, including a, a greyhound by the name of like a postman, Pat, that looks tough to beat there for um, Jason Thompson. And what currently can you get for Postman Pat? I think he goes around in race number six. He's into a dollar fifty now. So that does look a lovely race for him. And then, as I said, we've got the Melbourne Cup heats next week, which is like Derby Day for Greyhound Racing. There's so much on the line for these dogs and connections because you've got to win your heat to get into the Melbourne Cup. Mitchie Davis joins us now. Oh, Mitchie Bayer joins us now. Always great to catch up with Mitchie. Mitchie, good morning to you. Thanks for your time, mate. How are you, G? Uh, good morning. Hopefully, it's going to be an awesome night of racing. 
What about this this shootout? Last week on the Racing.com coverage, we were talking to Ian Cockerell and we said, would you love to get into the shootout? And he indicated he would love to back up his Hume Cup winner over the 600 into the shootout, um, believing that in a four-dog race, if he gets clear galloping room, that there'd be it'd be hard to, to find a, a, a dog that can go with him. We're getting $4.40. Does that represent any value? Oh, definitely, yeah. You look at the way the race pans out, you think Alpha Zulu probably leads. It'll carve to the fence. Uh, Big Energy will also want to try and push up the fence as well. And um, I, I can predict there's going to be a little bit of trouble uh, with those two. Transponder will hold wide. No one will go near him the whole race. So there's going to be room there for Hector Fawley. He'll get a run at him, but it's just whether he gets the right run, uh, the right breaks in the run, uh, whether he can slide up the fence or whip around him. But being as strong as he is, this format suits him down to the ground. Four-dog field, um, I think he holds a second uh, second split record at the Meadows over the 600 metres. And, and some of these sprinters probably couldn't even run what he's running. So, um, yeah, he's well over. So I'll probably almost have him as favourite, to be fair. Okay, so that's yeah, that's a good push for Hector Foley. And I can't work out Tress Bonders at $5. Now, you can you know a lot more about this game than I, but watching last week in the, the Top Gun for the sprinters, transponder with some clear galloping room, accelerated far quicker than Alpha Zulu, crossed him and won by a margin. And he's at $5, Alpha Zulu's at $2.70. I can't quite work that out after what I saw last week at the Meadows there, Mitch. No, I'm, I'm with you, I'm with you. Um, I read an article uh, on GRV page the other day and uh, Jason Thompson said if he's not favourite, he has to be within half a, half a unit. Um, of the favourite because he's so well drawn out there. He's going to get a clear run at him. As I said, no speed has to fall. He offers all goes to the fence. Um, big energy stays on the fence. So it'll be like having a paddock out there for transponder. So, uh, yeah, look, probably overs, but in a race like this, you can't have them all with, you know, two or three bucks, unfortunately. No, and, and the speed map always plays an important part because I remember this time last year, we're all over Amron Boy, um, and well, she's fast, couldn't hold him out in a four-dog race, but she found a way to win. And I had a couple of text messages on Giddy Up during the week saying, Gareth, we always get sucked into these dogs that with clear galloping room that are probably stronger to beat the, the speed dogs on pace, but it never really eventuates that way. Um, so who do you think leads this race? Or is that a, is that a, um, is that a mystery as well? No, Alpha Zulu should lead this. Alpha Zulu, he's uh, the only dog that can run 495 or 499, somewhere around there. He'll, he'll lead. Uh, I think Big Energy and Transponder will be, one will be right behind him on the fence, the other one will be uh, right beside him uh, off the track, and then, then there's Hector Fawley just on his lonesome. So he, he gets the genuine crack at him. But uh, I think if you if you want to back a leader, uh, Alpha Zulu is the one. All right, then. So what about outside of the shootout, mate? What are you thinking there tonight? Uh, race one, number one, Umberto. is one of my best bets on the card. Um, needs to lead, but two. doesn't he? Uh, yeah, needs to lead, but should be. He's, uh, yeah. should be leading. His form's been very good. Uh, race two, number one. I was pretty keen on each way. Uh, there's a raging wide runner in box two, so I reckon um, race two, number one, will get a really good run at him. The name has escaped me as we speak. Um, Rock me, Rocco. Yeah. That's the one, Rock Me Rocco. Um, yeah, around $3.80 or $4. So, really good each way play there. And then I think the Departed can beat the Victor Damien. I think uh, I'm taking a stab here, race nine, number four, or race seven, number four, one of the two. Um, but 
Yeah, he's uh, really well yeah. drawn, departed. He's got speed. He's in form. Victor Damien's poorly drawn off box one. I know it sounds silly. He's been supported, but he wants to use the track. He wants to get off the track. I think departed can get to the front and go. And uh, outside of those, uh, I think Morton's probably one that many will include in multis along with Postman Pat. Okay, so you get what eight fifty with Picklebet for departed Victor Damien, two sixteen to a dollar eighty for Jackie Green. I Smashed. Think. Yeah, that's been well supported despite the. The Peacock, the number one man in Greyhound Racing, taking him on. Um, hopefully, you're playing cricket today, brother. I am, mate. I am. I've just uh, let in a couple of the last Greyhounds out here to enjoy a bit of the sun and have a run around before I head off to cricket. So, a uh, busy old day for me and a busy weekend, to be honest. So, I've got cricket, then I've got dot-com coverage tonight and a mate's wedding at Crown tomorrow. So, it's all happening. Good luck, mate. You go and get him, Mitchie. Thank you, mate. There we go. Pretty Find your next Kiwi uh, winner at loveracing.nz, New Zealand Cup Day. Mitchie Davis, how have you survived Cup Week? Hello to you. G'day, Gareth. No, it's been a very good Cup Week so far, and we're in the last day of it now, but obviously in the home straight, so no looking forward to today. Take it away with your specials, brother. Yeah, so I'll take you straight to the feature races um, to start. We'll start with the Barnsworth Barn 51st New Zealand 1,000 guineas, which is on the same day as your 1,000 guineas over there. We've got the headline act for mine is Molly Bloom for the O'Sullivan Scott team. She's drawn wide. She's had very little luck in her short career and I think she'll just go back come down the outside and go bang. I think the race sets up really well for her. There looks to be a bit of speed on. So come the last day of the carnival, I'm expecting they'll start to get off the rail as the day goes on um, and I think she'll be in the place to be coming down the outside. So I think you're getting up $4 there, which I think is a great at least each way price to start the day. Beautiful $4 there with Picklebet for Molly. I love it. What about in the cup, mate? Your favourite horse is going around there. Yeah, well... <laughs> got the chocolates last week, but I'm actually siding with our good friend Alan Sherrick for us, Waisaki. He's um okay. you know, the word's been strong all week that he's he's got him in, he's actually got him into this race really well, near enough on the minimum with fifty three and a half on his back. Matthew Cameron's in form and he rides. Um the other horse that I'm liking in the race and a price is L J for Kevin Myers, he's a master trainer and I think whichever gets the best run out of those two um, will probably be the better price as opposed to the short odds of our nest egg who's drawn the car park as well. Yep. So Waisaki $8 and AJ $9. They're your two plays there. Bang on. Yep. Beautiful. Um, anything else, mate? Yeah, my best bit of the day is actually outside the features. I'm liking one in race five, number five, Kapua. And um, it's actually already run this week during the carnival on Wednesday in the Copeland Mile. Um Dropped right out the back to last in a slowly run race where the first four, the running with the first four home, and it ran fifth. Uh, sorry, it ran sixth, and it came from last. Um, sectionals were strong for it late, and I think the soft run race over a mile, backing up four days later into a 1,400-meter contest isn't a negative, um, especially when it's coming from the Kevin Myers barn. So I think you're getting up $4 there as well. I think that's a great bet. Beautiful. Mate, will you be at the ready-to-run sale next week? I might have to pop over just to see you, Gareth. All right, look forward to it, brother. Say, yes. is Robbie Logan around these days or what? Oh, I think Donald Logan's actually graced us here in New Zealand, so I think that's why he's um he's off the, off the wires oh, today. He's mama's boy. He's There's no doubt. With her. He's a mama's <laughs> boy. That's no doubt about that. Um, thanks no for that, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers, yeah. Thanks, Mitchy Davis. Loveracing.nz, your home of New Zealand thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, profiles, and more. That is. Um, winners thanks to Picklebet and Kilmore Toyota coming up next race. Carmel's Fitzner to join me.